Gates. Mystery. Monsters. Mayhem. Yeah, yeah, but your scientists were so preoccupied with whether or not they could, they didn't stop to think if they should. Boom. We're going. We're going? Also, uh, at some point, I'll probably go into the Midwestern accent, because it's just, it's fun to do, you yeah, know? Yeah, you've been deep in Dahmer. We're deep in Dahmer, and we're sitting in the front room, talking about uh, stuff, you know? Yeah. Talking about Barb Novak. <laughs> I love to say that name, Barb Novak. Barb Novak. That's the Midwestern name, if anything, you know? Have you guys heard what Barb Novak has been doing? I have not. <laughs> oh, I have boy. not heard what Barb's oh, been doing. Oh, my goodness. She has not been going to church on Sundays. Oh, my God. No. <laughs> That's not. No. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, no. Yeah. I think well, she's been running with the boys. The boys? The boys. No. Yeah. yeah I'm just going to tell you right now, those boys better not be taking Barb to Indiana because you're not going to get an STD down there. Well. You'll get some mesothelioma. <laughs> In Northwest Indiana, that's what you get. You yeah. don't get you don't get the HIV. You get the mesothelioma, and you he, go downhill. You know he did have to pass through there, <laughs> moving from Akron, yeah, Ohio yeah. to to Wisconsin. Sorry, yeah. Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Yeah, yeah. I still wanna. I still really wish I could talk to people who have never been to the Midwest to get their re- reactions to that accent. Right. right. I mean, everybody's got the accent. We talk about our friend Laura and how she says Wooter. Oh, yeah. The Jersey. Yeah, but they're in Jersey. Yeah. Yeah. Like Jersey, Philly. Mm -hmm. You get that Wooter. Wooter. It's good stuff. I I love pointing it out at work. When, when, like, I have someone at a table and they're like, yeah, could I get some Wooter? I was like, Mm. what? Where are you from? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And they're like, why? And I'm like, well, you said Wooter. Wooter. (laughs) I... I I know I have an accent. I'm just going to bring this up and then we'll get into it. Uh, I mentioned that we watched the monsters. Yeah. And and I have a problem saying monsters and monsters. It's hard for you. It is difficult. So (laughs) when I try to say monsters, I say monsters. And when I say monsters, I say uh, monsters. Jesus Christ. (laughs) And uh, so when I was trying to talk about the new Rob Zombie movie, Katrina's like, what? What are you talking about? I don't know what you're talking about. And I'm like, God damn it. You know what I'm talking about. We just watched it. We, Barb, we just watched it. We just watched that movie. Yeah, Nick does the same thing. My friend Nick, he'll he'll say Warsh. Yeah, I say Warsh. So like, well, I, I've I've corrected myself, but I, I used to say it just very. But flippantly. she does the same thing that I do. Uh, where Nick will be like, "Oh yeah, down by uh, Washington Street." Washington. Like, which which street are you talking about? Washington. Uh, oh okay. Washington. One time he said Washington, and yeah. I went, "Where?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking sandbagging this whole time, man. For a long time, I couldn't say the, the two words, book butcher. That was a tough one. Why would those two ever... I don't know. I, I could not... Well, I think I was talking about Bill the Butcher. Mm. Book it, Butcher sounds like it could have been a uh, David Bowie song. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> David Bowie. Yeah. Book Butcher. I'm the Book Butcher. It really does. Turning the pages of meat of his life. Of meat? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't know. It's like a Necronomic. Yeah. <laughs> but I could not say Book Butcher for a long time. Wow. I'd say Book Butcher. <laughs> you turn into the Swedish chef. Yeah. Yeah. 
Bloop and then uh, for a long time, I could not say the word reservoir. Oh, fuck. Go on. <laughs> Go on. Uh, the Quentin Tarantino movie, Reservoir Dogs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, if you look at my face when I say it, Reservoir Dogs. I don't think you need to even look at your face. I, I think bad. you can tell in the audio. <laughs> yeah, but I used to just say Reservoir Dogs. Reservoir Dogs. Reservoir. Which, going back to Bard Novak, yeah. she loves that movie, Reservoir Dogs. There's some. That's a good movie. I tell you, it's got good music. Yeah. Okay. Well, and <laughs> but reservation dogs. Here. Reservation res you, res no? dogs. Oh, you just shorten. I it. just call it res dogs, mm. which is a great show. If you're not watching res dogs on FX, go watch it. Tell me what to do. I okay. <laughs> <laughs> so months in the making. Months literally. In the making. Literally. If you if anybody out there has been listening to these episodes, I like to focus on either mysteries, cryptids of some kind. Should we intro the show? Is this it? Are you doing it? I'll get into it. Okay. I'll get, cool. into, it. I'll get yeah. to it when I fucking get I, to I it. I get into it when I get to it and I get when I feel like it. When yeah. I feel like it. Yeah. But I usually talk we usually I talk about you tolerate. I talk about cryptids. Usually owls. Usually <laughs> owls, yeah. It is honest. It's usually owls or broken mm. arrows, which are rogue missiles. Yeah, or just like some shit in a tree. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> or we talk about monsters. Yeah. Monster-related stuff. Movies. Our dads. Our, our dads. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right now, this is the flashback music. I'm going to start piping in. Yeah. Because I'm having flashbacks. Yeah. Um, so monster-related stuff, movies, toys, or mayhem, which is an anything goes episode. Anything but, goes. You know, I got COVID. Had to cancel every convention. My friend killed himself. A guy had to die for this. Guy to died. Happen. He died. Yeah. He died, and so everything got derailed. Yeah. But guess what? We're back. Baby. We are back. We're, We're back, back with baby. some st- a stupid topic that I love. I yeah, yeah. Do you remember what we're talking about? You got it. Mugeli Mbimbe. Yes. So today, don't tell me how to pronounce anything. I know. You just had a twenty-minute preamble about how you can't say reservoir dogs. I know, but I can't say this. Today we are talking about Mugeli Mbimbe. Yeah. And if you're curious, this is M3 with E5, the title of the show, Mystery Monsters and Mayhem. I am your host, Epion5, and with me is Brian Aerosol Pro. How are you doing, Brian? Say hi to everybody. I'm good. I got a milkshake. I'm good to go. I got a milkshake, too. We're ready to go. And yeah. I am so excited because today, today is a mystery episode. It is a cryptid episode. It's been so fucking long since we've done, like, a proper one of these. I know. I think the last one was the Flatwoods Monster. Yeah. 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 So not only is this a mystery episode, but getting specific, it's about a monster. That yeah. is a mystery. So it's a mystery slash monster episode. No mayhem. No mayhem. This is a mayhem free. Mayhem free. <laughs> but we are talking about yeah. a little beast known as Mkele Mbembe. Now, if anybody knows about this beast, I'm going to apologize because I'm not entirely sure how to pronounce the name because it's an African name. And as a child, I've known about this beast since I was a kid. About you and this beast go I way back. We go way back <laughs> to my to my to my to youth. elementary days. But uh, the name is is spelled M O K E L E, and then the last name is spelled M B E M B E. And as a kid, I heard it pronounced one of two ways: either McKelly with a K or okay. McGelly with a G. I like the G. But I think the correct way to pronounce it is very similar to how you actually pronounce the word kung fu, because we also mispronounce that, because we're stupid Americans. Kung fu. Yeah, it's like a hard G with a K, kung fu. Yeah, it's, it's like, like a G-U. Yeah, it's Gong. like a... You ever watch old videos of Bruce Lee, You can he, he pronounces it correctly. Gong and fu. then you're like, 
Why does he say it like that? He looks stupid. Oh, I did not say that about <laughs> Bruce Lee. I, I immediately realized my white shame as a as a as a stupid American. Um, so my I, white shame, the name of your memoir. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I realized. So I think Mokele Mumbembe is actually sp- supposed to be pronounced Mokele. Mokele. Yeah. Mumbembe. But I'm probably going to fuck it up and say Mokele or Mokele. So it's if, whatever. If They're you, interchangeable. If you are from Africa, from the Congo region, and you speak <laughs> Congolese, I apologize. Is that the name of the language? I'm not sure. Well, you just it's... made that up. You just walked in with like... I could be. Yeah. <laughs> well, with confidence. We speak American here. I'm sure Congos speak the Congolese. Okay. <laughs> I can't. We, we actually speak English. And they speak Mexican. Well, actually, we speak Mexico. a lot of languages in America because America is a melting pot of fantastic cultures and societies. And it bastardizes all of them. <laughs> well, example, we say Kung Fu because yeah. we're morons. Yeah. Okay. But we're talking about... We called people here Indians. This isn't even Indian. Right. I know. Yeah. <laughs> and we still do that. I know. <laughs> That's how bastardized it is. I going to say, white people, we're we're not good people. We just stick to our guns, literally and figuratively. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. A lot, lot of guns in this place. Was this uh, a creature... That you discovered in one of those uh, library books. Uh, I'll get into that in more detail later, but the short answer is it was not in the library book that I discovered. I like to build up this this yeah. this legend of this like sacred tome that you found in a library. Right, yeah, <laughs> no, this one I actually discovered from watching a TV show in the late seventies called Arthur C. Clarke's Mysterious World. Oh yeah, I know about that. Right, yeah, Arthur yeah. C. Clarke, famous author, two thousand one Space Odyssey. Really, somehow expected you to not pronounce author properly. <laughs> <laughs> it's taken years of practice. Um, Arthur C. Clarke, a famous Arthur. Arthur, yes, yes. But I used to watch that show all the time. There were actually two shows on. It was like a, it's like a zhuzhed up uh, in search of. Yeah, yeah, in search of with Leonard Nimoy. Yeah, yeah. So I used to watch those two shows all the time, and I'm pretty sure it was the Arthur C. Clarke series where he discussed uh, Mokele Mbembe. Uh, who is the living dinosaur of the Congo. Pretty fucking cool. It is pretty cool, yeah. which is why I'm super excited about this episode, because why Why am I so hyped up about McKelly? Because you've been writing this episode for four months. I have. <laughs> no, uh, a reason I'm super excited about talking about McKelly Mbembe. Also, dinosaurs rule. Dinosaurs fucking rule. But th- yeah. the thing is, dinosaurs were real. Yeah. They were actual living creatures on this planet, whereas most of the shit I've talked about before, Hopkinsville, Flatwoods, again, owls, missiles, or just shit hanging out in the tree. Fanciful tales made up by people. Right. I mean, like, alligators are... They're pretty close to what dinosaurs... Yeah. They've yeah. remained unchanged since the time of they dinosaurs. They got smaller. They got smaller, but unchanged. Yeah. So, so it's, it's feasible. Yeah. Yeah. So McKelly isn't just like a fanciful figment of somebody's imagination. It's based on something that existed in real life, a real life dinosaur from the Cretaceous period. Yeah. So, but before we get into McKelly Mumbembe, I just like to say it. Yeah. It's fun. <laughs> um, we need to talk about a very significant event that happened December 23rd. 1938. Oh, man, that's right around Christmas. I know. So <laughs> this is the appetizer that gets us mm, to McKellen. And a moose-bouche, if yes. you will. So December 23rd, 1938, there was a museum curator, I'm laughing already, by the name of Marjorie 
That's also just like Barb, Barb, and Barb Novak. Oh yeah, Marge. Barb, she knows Marjorie. Marge Gunderson. Yeah, she works at the museum. <laughs> Marjorie. Yeah, her whole name was Marjorie Courtney Lat- Latimer. All right, it's a name. Yeah, yeah. It's, it it is a name. It is it's, certainly a name. It is a name. Well, I was just thinking the Latimer part doesn't yeah. sound so Midwest. No, that one's not. But Marjorie is. So. Yeah. But Marge is a museum curator who is hanging out in South Africa, off the coast of South Africa, in December twenty third, nineteen thirty eight. That's crazy. I know it is kind of it's fun though. And what happened was some local fishermen brought in a, a catch. Cachet mm. of fish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she was looking through the fish and she saw something that caught her eye, something very strange. She saw one fish that did not... Which one of these fish does not look like the others? One of them fish ain't yeah. like the others. Uh, and she knew it was not normal. Something was awkward about this There's fish. something wrong with that fish. Yeah. I better <laughs> call her Barb. Right. Tell her about the fish. Uh, so she contacted J.L.B. Smith who was a Rhodes University ichthyologist. I'm guessing through Telegram back then it had to be. Right. Um, and she sent him detailed drawings of the fish. Oh. And he knew immediately what this fish was. And hmm. he sent back a, a, a reply, most likely also Telegram, that said, quote, Most important preserved skeleton and gills equals fish described, end, end quote. Hmm. So the fish in question yeah. that we were talking about is a little fish Actually, it's a it's a pretty big fucking fish. <laughs> um, I was surprised how big they actually get, but it's a fish that is called the coelacanth. Hmm. Now, what is strange about the coelacanth is it's a dinosaur fish that lived during the age of the dinosaurs. Yeah, it lived four hundred and ten million years ago. Jesus, and died out when extinct. 66 million years ago at the end of the Cretaceous period, the last dinosaur period. Right. So there's fossil records of this fish. You can go to a museum and see fossils of this fish. And it's an ugly fish. This is why she saw it right away and like, that That fish doesn't look right. She saw it and was like, that's nasty. It is a, it is a very, it's a very nasty fish. Yeah. Very nasty fish. So, but what makes the coelacanth so weird and why it stood out is it's not like common rayfin fish. You know, the fish with your regular fins. Yeah. Uh, it's a lobed fish. Yeah, I'm, I'm reading it. It's Wikipedia yeah. right now. Yeah. <laughs> you should look at photos of it. Yeah, uh, I wanted to see what it looked like. It, it has essentially like little appendages. Yeah. And now the appendages do have fins at the end of them, but essentially it has little arms and legs. Um, it's And because of that, it's not related to fish. It's more closely related to amphibians, reptiles, birds, and mammals including us. Ah. It kind of reminds me of the Darwin fish, you know, that you see crawling out. Or like the mud skipper. Yeah. Yeah. So, the um, muddy mud skipper. Muddy mud skipper. Who's the greatest mud skipper of them all? Who can skip through the mud with the greatest of ease? What kind of wonderful guy? Who can crawl like a dog without scraping his knees? Who's got segmented eyes? It's muddy. He's a good singer. Discovery date, 1938. Yeah. I'm just saying. Wikipedia. It's backing you up. It is. Checks and balances. It's what this country used to be founded on. I appreciate that. (laughs) No problem. (laughs) Um, But they're quite large. So the the current coelacanth that we see is about six feet, which, I mean, if you're swimming and you see a six foot fish, it's going to freak you out. I'd just punch it right in its face. You could do that. (laughs) 
But uh, some of the other coelacanths that existed during the dinosaur age, they came in different sizes. The largest grew to be about 16 feet. Jesus. Which is a large fish. Think it tastes good though? Wait, no. That's what. <laughs> get this. Yeah. So this, is where this is where it gets weird. This is why this fish is so fucking weird. Yeah. And part of the reason why technically the fish shouldn't exist. Because mm. at the end of the Cretaceous, we had the giant mass extinction caused by an asteroid. Not just animals of the land died, but animals of the sea died as well. Right. Which is why we don't have Megalodon. Because, you know, ecosystems. Yeah. They get totally <laughs> fucked. Yeah. But the coelacanth is different from other fish. It has, uh, its scales are very bony. It's mm. very armored scales that secrete mucus. Gross. It is already disgusting. <laughs> Their lifespan is that of a human being. They can live 80 to 100 years. Wow. Okay. Um, they have a total of eight lobed appendage fins. Uh, they are nocturnal. So they're out at night during the daytime. Who knows where they go? Mm. I don't. I actually, I actually don't. The sea's real big. It is very big. <laughs> Who's um, to say? Uh, the brain is ninety-eight percent fat, oh. with only two percent, one point five percent actually being actual brain tissue. Yeah, the rest is just filler. It's all filler. All <laughs> okay. filler, no killer. You're right. Uh, <laughs> Uh, the body, speaking of the brain being mostly fat, the actual body and flesh is filled with oil and wax. Oh, oh, like so, a, like duck meat. Yeah. As a result, it's a worthless fish. The locals would catch this fish all the time. And they just beat its brain in. They would just throw it back. <laughs> oh, okay. At, at, Sorry, I'm deep in Dahmer. Oh, I just I assume know. they just stab this fish and leave it there. Dahmer would probably <laughs> yes, stab yeah, it. He'd yeah. play with the oil. He'd probably yeah. use it for a candle lamp or something. Or to jerk off with or something. Yeah, it's a lube. Yeah. Um, but you can't eat it. If right. you did try to eat it, you get diarrhea. Oh. So there's a part of me that wonders, because I don't actually know why this fish survive the extinction event right and on part of me is thinking well nobody wants to eat it for one thing yeah nobody can eat it it has zero predators right so i mean i don't know i actually i tried to figure out why it survived i couldn't i couldn't hmm. find anything substantial to explain it but this was a fish that for all intents and purposes should not exist yeah and there it was and it wasn't a rarity because the locals were like yeah we, we catch this thing all the time it's the poo poo fish we throw it back like, it's just, this fish is nothing. the epitome of failing upwards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, it, 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 was, it was a big event. Like Donald this, Trump. This, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of failing upwards. Yeah. <laughs> and real oily. Yeah. Yeah. Anywho, yeah. go on. And Not I, to get no, too political. No. Yeah, we're getting sad now, but... Um, I should say this, the coelacanth the now, although it's like essentially worthless to the local farm uh, fishermen, they do realize it's a value to museums now. Mm. So when they do catch it, they save them for museums. Just because they're rare to um, come, come across Because the they're specimens. Uh, they actually are endangered now. So when they do catch them, I think only certain museums can get them. Uh, but okay. it's for study pur studying purposes. Because, gotcha. you know, they, do, they don't just display. They also study. Right. But uh, the coelacanth is one of those, like, it's an example of, like, finding a Tyrannosaurus rex just roaming the hillside. Be like, whoa, shit, that, that should not be here. Which also brings me to another. Like, kind of like the, uh, the giant squids that we've, like, finally gotten video right. of. Yeah. Where they were like, I thought those were legend the whole yeah. time. I mean, even as when I was a kid, people didn't believe me when I talked about them. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think it yeah. was like, what, like 2010 when we finally got our first video of one? First uh, photos. Yeah. Like, it's recent. Yeah. And then, yeah, recently there's now actual footage of them swimming live. Terrifying. They are very terrifying. Large, <laughs> largest eyeball, I believe, yeah. in the animal kingdom. Disgusting. 
I mean, that's saying something even larger than a whale. You think the whale would have the largest eyeball, but it's actually, no, it's the giant squid. Um, But there are other animals that actually survived the great mass extinction. Uh, One of them being the classic opossum. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The classic opossum has existed since... No, they've existed (laughs) since the time of the dinosaurs and have not evolved. They have remained unchanged. The same size. Same size, same body structure, everything. Weird. I will say this. There are different types of opossums. Like in Australia, they look a little bit different. There's a little little size difference. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, also, fun fact, if you do not like the opossum, you are wrong. <laughs> I thought you were going to say you're an asshole. Yeah, no. Which is also true. It's true. Yeah. Uh, take the time to read up on opossums. They are amazing creatures. They don't get rabies. Well, pour one out for Rory. I pour one out for Rory and Cookie, and who's Cookie. buried in your backyard. Yeah. My girlfriend and I rehabbed two opossums for those of you living out there, and they are actually excellent, beautiful creatures. They're good people. They are very good people. They are. <laughs> don't buy into the hype. I will say this. They, it is possible for them to get rabies. But it is very, very rare. Very rare. Yeah. You're more likely to get rabies from your kids than you right. are <laughs> on opossum. Yeah. I think... Listen back to our Cujo episode if you want to know more about rabies. Oh, I, I'm just starting with that. So I'm, <laughs> I'm, sure we'll, I'm sure I'll hear about that. But I think in the past 100 years, there are only six confirmed cases of opossums with rabies. Wow. That's it. I mean, that said, there aren't just people going out every day looking at, a, at possums and rabies. No. But still... But that's yeah. That's there's there's important. a big misconception about them and rabies, but they're awesome creatures. They 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 do great environmental work because they get rid of snakes, mice, cockroaches, ticks. Ticks yeah. are the big one. They yeah. they control Lyme disease. But ideally, the point that I'm trying to make is that some of these things that should have died out did not yeah die out. And um, you know what? I'm just going to get into a side tangent here. Please so, do. Yeah, this this annoys me. Um, <laughs> What grinds your gears? The last uh, era of dinosaurs was the Cretaceous period. Yeah. That's when they died out. Uh, Two of the biggest known dinosaurs in the Cretaceous period are Tyrannosaurus rex and Triceratops. They did not live in the Jurassic period. Yeah, I knew you were about to do this. (laughs) I'm just saying Jurassic Park is a lie, but it probably sounds better. You can't really call it Cretaceous Park. No, it just just doesn't roll off the the tongue. does not does not roll out. Also, let's be fair here. Uh, What was that? Michael Crichton? Yeah. He made up a bunch of shit. Yeah, he did. (laughs) Just a whole bunch of shit. He was just really good at selling it. Mm -hmm. So we're talking about McKelly. I fucked up already. McKelly. McKelly. It's okay. McKelly. 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 Mbembe. Whoop, whoop. Yup, no. Gotta throw out the whoop, whoop. (laughs) So what what is McKelly Mbembe? I've mentioned that he is the living dinosaur of the Congo. Well, I'm just going to read a little bit here. The legend of Mokele Mbembe lives in the Congo, which if you're curious, the Congo is in Africa. Africa Also a Crichton book, I believe. Is, <laughs> he just wrote everything, didn't he? Yeah. Ah, okay. Um, Fun movie. Bruce Campbell's in it. Oh, okay. I'll, yeah. I'll have to see and Ernie that. Hudson. Oh, Ernie Hudson? Yeah. Good from Ernie. Yeah. Good from Ernie. Yeah. <laughs> from my Um By the way... Let's talk about dinosaurs. What kind of you, what kind of dinosaur you like? Everybody's got a favorite usually. <sighs> I feel like I'm so out of touch with them. Like when I was a kid, I probably was more into them. Like a brontosaurus. Brontosaurus, okay. Yeah, I think nice. I like a lot of the like herbivores. You bronto boy. Yeah. Okay. I like uh yeah Stegosaurus. I really love. What's the one with like the 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 bony head? The little guy. That can run real fast. Oh, and... he had the body kind of like a yeah. triceratops or yeah, no, yeah. a tyrannosaurus. He was. Like the bipedal, but yeah. 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 
Uh, I forget his name, but yeah, he had like the helmet built. Yeah, into those his head. dudes were pretty cool. They yeah, always felt cool. like they would be like, like Super Mario Brothers villains. Or oh something, yeah, totally. You know, totally. Yeah, me Stegosaurus all the way. Steg. I I hate saying that. I'm like a I'm a Stego boy. <laughs> it's okay. That sounds awful. <laughs> nah, I'm a Stego boy. Mm-hmm. Nah, I like a Triceratops. Triceratops too. is cool. That's classic. Yeah, classic. I think I just like the classics. You know, I love the ones with the horns, <laughs> which is. Makes sense, me being a ska fan and all. Yeah, right. <laughs> so I got a fun nerd story about how you, yeah, interesting. About how fast I can make Katrina roll her eyes. Oh, um, so, well, uh, there are many ways. Yeah, I know. So we were at the Brass Rail, which is an awesome bar in Champagne, and I was talking about Stegosaurus. <laughs> okay. Which, if you don't know, Stegosaurus has the bony plates down his back. Yeah, it's great. And then he's got the spikes on his tail. Very, I mean, you being a Godzilla fan, this all makes sense. Yes. You know? Yeah. Um, so, fun fact, the spikes on the Stegosaurus' tail actually have a name called the Thagomizer. Oh. And paleontologists decided to call it the Thagomizer. They didn't have a name for it yeah. for a long time. Um, who's the guy that does the Far Side cartoons? I forget. Gary his... Larson. Okay, Gary Larson, Far Side. He did a Far Side. Pulled that shit out of my brain, dude. You're right. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> wow. He did a one-panel comic of some cavemen doing like a PowerPoint presentation, yeah. pointing to the spikes, the tail mm. spikes of a of a Stegosaurus, and this caveman says, I, "I can't remember the exact caption, but it was something along the lines of, and we call this part of the Stegosaurus the Thagomizer." After the late Thag Simmons. <laughs> and paleontologists saw that little cartoon. They're like, we're calling it the Thagomizer. Nice. Because of that one comic. That That's one wonderful. little cartoon. So yeah, a little, little nerd thing for you. But yeah, I'm a Stego boy. You Bronto boy? Yeah, mostly. Cool. All yeah. right, cool. Yeah. Technically, the Brontosaurus has some uh, his- some crazy history. Because some people say the Brontosaurus did not exist. Right, it's like an amalgamation of like three right. different dinosaurs that died next but, to each yeah. other. The thing about the Brontosaurus is, dinosaur nerds here, it's a sauropod. Yeah. There were so many different types. There was the uh, Apatosaurus, Titanosaurus. They came in all shapes and sizes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, they're all very similar. Yeah, exactly. From the same like, you know, genus or whatever. Yeah. So let's get into that then. What is Mokele Mbembe? It's the living dinosaur of the Congo, but what kind of dinosaur are we talking about? Uh, see, here's my thing with Mokele Mbembe. Yeah, Mokele. Yes. It's right like how 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 does it stay alive? Okay, we'll these get animals in. have to reproduce. You we'll know? get into that. So there's got to be multiples. We'll get into that. Okay. It's yeah. very fitting we're watching the giant Gila monster yeah, when we talk I know. about this, because yeah. it is a, a, a dinosaur as well. Yeah, actually, I'll, I have a topic that works into the giant Gila monster. That's wonderful. Why we why that even happened. The I just giant picked Gila. this at random. Yeah. It's a good movie. <laughs> it's great. But yeah. uh, The Go Legend on. of Mokele Mbembe, which is a trans African word, which translated means, quote, one who stops the flow of rivers. It's not anything new. It's uh, the Mokele legend it's it's a cultural belief and myth amongst the natives and the, the pygmies of the congo that have it's existed it's nothing new hmm. this belief in mokele has existed for hundreds of like years they've known this shit for a long yes. time and we just start st- starting to catch up yes okay so it's not only a godlike spiritual belief amongst the natives but a belief in a physical being as well so i do have to clarify uh, there are a lot of different pygmies in the in the Congo area. It's the the Congo is basically like the the Amazon version, yeah, of, of Africa. Afri- of Africa. Yeah, yeah. So very dense jungle, very dense. Yeah. So some of them believe that Mikeli is nothing more than a spirit being, mm. a spirit god. Okay. Some of them believe that it is a physical being, and some believe both. It is a physical being that is a god. It depends on who you talk to. 
But as far as what is Michele in physical form, because I've mentioned he's considered the living dinosaur of the Congo, well, the short answer is Michele is a type of sauropod. Mabranto oh, boy. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You Bronto boy? That's what Michele is. Yeah. Or they think. Michele right. is a sauropod, a holdover from the Cretaceous period, the last dinosaur period before the Great Extinction, which was caused by an asteroid, most likely. Yeah. But the, here's the weird thing. Uh, even though the legend existed for hundreds of years, it was first described in such a manner as a brontosaurus or a sauropod in a book that was published in 1909 by a famous big game, big game hunter named Carl Hagenbeck. <laughs> That's how you guys say yeah, my, yeah. my name is Carl Hagenbeck. I'm, I'm Carl Hagenbeck. I hunt things, you know. <laughs> but uh, he wrote a book in 1909 called Beasts and Men. Cool. And from conversing with the local natives. That's a metal fucking title. It is pretty, yeah. Beasts and Men. <laughs> yeah. 1909. Yeah. 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 I'm sure there's got to be a movie called that somewhere. At the very least, there's got to be a Dio track. Yes. That. Yeah. <laughs> Most definitely. Uh, but he talked to the local natives and they described Michele Mbembe to him as, quote, half elephant, half dragon. Mm. So Ooh. that's the first written description we have. They, they know Mbembe. dragons in the Congo? Yeah, see, I, that I'm not too sure about. That's interesting. Yeah. Half, half elephant, half dragon. Half elephant, half dragon. All fucking awesome. Yeah. All, all fucking metal. Beast <laughs> 100%. Cool as shit. During this time period, though, you had a lot of explorers going over to the Congo. Congo? Yeah. Going to the Congo. This was like the time of real life Indiana Jones. Yeah, like your Teddy Roosevelt's and yeah. shit. Yeah. People wanted to just go explore. Yeah. And, uh, but a more detailed descriptive version of Mokeli can be found in the reports mm. of a German captain. God, this name. You oh, think Marjorie's a name? No, this is going to be wonderful. This is a name. Yeah, Because you're, so, you're not going to be able to not no, say it without a German I, accent. Yeah, this is a rough one. <laughs> yeah. So a German captain was stationed in the area that is now Cameroon in 1913. Mm. Uh, there were some other German um, colonials there, so he was checking on. The, he was checking on the Germans, Yeah, you know? So this German captain, his name was Ludwig Freiherr von Stein Zulausitz. Oh, Fuck, say that Ooh. five times fast. That's uh, it's, wonderful. It's hard. Ludwig Freiherr von Stein Zulausitz. <laughs> That's how you have to say it. But I feel I feel like I'm uh, I feel like I'm Hans Landa during that like Gorlami <laughs> scene where I'm like a little more passion, a little more passion. Give it to me one loud, more time. Loud. Ancora? Margarete. Un'altra volta, ma adesso vorrei proprio sentire la musica delle parole. Margarete. Margariti. E lei? Dominic de Coco. Come? Dominic de Coco. Bravo. Lausitz. Lausitz. I keep wanting to say Lausitz. Right. But the von Stein. Yeah, but von Stein was stationed uh, in 1913. And so he heard from the locals descriptions of Mokeli and wrote. So this is a pretty long quote, but it gets very specific. Hmm. So his writing of Mokele Mbembe. Whoop, whoop. Yup nub. Yup Can I get a yup nub from Mokele? Yup nub. Yeah. Yup nub. He wrote that Mokele, quote, the animal is, uh, you know what? I'm doing German. Yeah, I know. Gotta do it. The, the animal. Gotta do it for Von Stein. He wrote that the animal is said to be of a brownish gray color with a smooth skin. Its size is approximately that of an elephant, at least that of a hippopotamus, it is said to have a long and very flexible neck and only one tooth 
But a very long one. What? <laughs> Some say. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm just imagining just like a Muppet with like a beaver tooth on it. I know. Okay. Right. Yeah. It is said to have a long and very flexible neck and only one tooth. And a very, but a very long one. Some say it is a horn. <laughs> okay. Germans, you know? Yeah. Um, and he, he, he keeps going. And he says, A few spoke about a long, muscular tail like that of an alligator. Oh. Canoes coming near it are said to be doomed. The animal is said to attack the vessels at once and to kill the crews, but without eating the bodies. The creature is said to live in the caves that have been washed out by the river in the clay of its shores at sharp bends. Mm. It is said to climb the shores even at daytime in search of food. End quote. <laughs> so it's an herbivore, herbivore, which is why it's not eating yes, people. it is an herbivore. Hates canoes. Hates fucking canoes. Very, um, very territorial. Might have a horn out. One horn singular or horn. Tooth? Or maybe a tooth. Now that, I, that was new to me. Yeah. And when I was a kid, I did not know about the tooth horn. Yeah. Which doesn't quite jive with any description. <laughs> right. <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't jive no. with the description of any existing sauropods from the dinosaur era. But hey, whatever. You but know? I mean, that is like that's like what beaver have. Yeah, sounds like uh, it's an herbivore that's eating. Supposedly, the tooth or or horn. <laughs> yeah. that it had the singular horn doesn't make sense. To me. Well, apparently, the natives described that it was used as an offensive weapon to stab and kill elephants and other hippopotamus. All right. Yeah, you asked about. McKelly, like yeah. where I first learned from him. Yeah. <laughs> like we're friends. Right. McKelly and I. We back go, in the day. We go back to the 1970s. Yeah, I learned about him from Arthur C. Clarke's Mysterious World. Yeah. On that show, the things that I learned about McKelly to expand upon his looks mm. was that he is very aggressive. The stories that were told by some of the other natives in other articles that I read was he, uh, McKelly is so aggressive and territorial. If McKelly would see you, he would charge at you to kill you. Oh, Okay. Didn't matter if yeah. you were walking in a canoe, if he saw you. I mean, much like a hippo. He's, yeah. And hippos, yeah. believe it or not, are I think are considered the most dangerous animal yeah. in Africa. Yeah. More people die from hippos than any other animal in you Africa. You ever seen those videos where people like throw watermelons in their mouths? Yes. Terrifying. I recently saw a video of a lion that tried to attack a hippo. Fuck that lion. It was... <laughs> the lion survived, but immediately was like, realized, I fucked I've up. I've made a huge mistake. I have, yes. <laughs> the hippo bit the lion's head and threw him up in the air. Just tossed him like 20 feet. Insane. And the lion like lived, but like was like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. But they're so dang cute. They are. Like the baby (laughs) hippos are cute, but adorable. um, Hippos are, are very territorial creatures. Now the interesting thing about that, about McKelly and his aggressiveness, he resides supposedly in lakes and rivers. That's why he has the name. He who stops the flow of rivers. Right. Um, supposedly the lakes that McKelly lived in were hippo-less? Hippo-free. No hippos. Third time's a charm. Yeah. <laughs> hippo-less? Yeah. Hippo? Yeah. No hippos. They ain't got no hippos in them. Ain't got no hippos because Ma- even McKelly's... Hippos are afraid of McKelly. That is right. how aggressive McKelly supposedly is. And it makes sense that its name is like, you know, stops stops the flow of water or whatever. As if a way for them to tell other people in the 
in the community of like yeah you just don't go there no like it stops the flow of water that means the water's still you're not going to mm-hmm. be getting anything no just don't go there you're just going to get a tooth through the belly right just right through that horn the name brings up like it's damming a river yeah but it's not so much damming a river as it is just like it's gonna fuck up your boat it's damning your life yeah <laughs> yeah as a kid i kept thinking about mckelly a lot because i love dinosaurs i fucking love actually you know what in my pocket i have Aren't a dinosaur right now about dinosaurs yeah. Yeah. no seriously in my pocket i'm pulling it out i have a little toy dinosaur oh of, yeah of, i got one in my car of an ankylosaurus nice yeah where'd you get that little guy uh so recently another person died um <laughs> fun yeah um <laughs> So now, aside from Ed Lipinski, um, a local guy from Champaign oh, yes. by the name of Aaron Davidson goes yeah. by A-Rock. Some, we also call him Skid. Uh, he passed away recently. Yeah. Um, so we actually went to a memorial show for him. It was all rock and roll. It was pretty fucking sweet. But they were, he liked dinosaurs. And yeah. he, he, I guess he had some toy dinosaurs. So they went around the bar giving out dinosaurs. That's wonderful. So I took him. I keep yeah. him in my pocket now. I got me a little ankylosaurus. Nice. It's fun. Yeah. yeah dinosaurs. I, I got a little uh, a little T-Rex to my car. Nice. Yeah. Uh, is your T-Rex uh, scientifically accurate as far oh. as how it stands, or is it the classic T-Rex from the 70s that stands like Godzilla? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. It's funny. When I was in school and we studied dinosaurs, the depiction was always the slow-moving dinosaurs that stood like Godzilla. But by the time I was in high school, it had switched to the more oh. accurate. So I actually got to see science change right. from one belief to by another. By the time it, I got to where you were in high school, they then had feathers. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. As a kid, I I would think about McKelly and everything that Arthur C. Clarke said, the aggressiveness. Yeah. Uh, another story that I found very interesting was some natives related a story to some explorers that they had found the deceased body of a McKelly that had died recently. Oh. And when you're in the jungle, you do not let any resources go to waste. Yeah. So it had died recently. The meat was still fresh. Yeah. So they decided to eat it and they all got extremely sick. Diarrhea. Oh. The um, meat is inedible. Apparently, oddly enough, on the Caligula uh, commentary track that Malcolm McDowell does, yes, he tells a really crazy story about because doing the research for the film because it's you know Roman times, right. uh, he tells a story about Romans finding a woolly mammoth frozen mm. in ice mm. that they took back to Rome and had a feast on its body. It sounds. You know, honestly, that sounds crazy, but when you look at the timeline about how long ago Wooly Mammoths lived... It's not that far. No, it's not. It's literally No, but it also fits into, like, that time period of just, like, pure, like, unabashed decadence. Yeah. Of, like, fuck it! We found a Wooly Mammoth! Let's eat that son of a bitch! Let's eat it. Yeah. Make some cool coats out of its... its, Yeah. Oh, man. Looking like Chewbacca. (laughs) Yeah. Or Frankenstein. Or, yeah, true. Frankenstein. Or, yeah. a, you know, strange Frankenstein. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I got it. <laughs> the The thing that, as a kid, I, I thoroughly believed in McKelly because of tests that happened. People went to these local villages, these lo- you know, the natives, the pygmies. And what they did was they presented them a picture book of various animals. So the idea was we're going to show these natives who have never seen a book before pictures. Right. And some of the animals are animals that exist in the jungle and some don't. And they're just going to ask, do you recognize this animal? And if so, what is it? You know? So they would look through these books and they like, they'd see like a bear. Oh, There's no bears in the right. Congo. So they're like, there's no house cats. Over yeah. Here. I have no idea. I have no <laughs> idea what this is. What is, what is a bear? You know, what's a bear? What's a bear? <laughs> uh, you know, they'd see an owl and they'd be like, I, 
that's, that's an a that's a goblin you know <laughs> um, hopkinsville goblin. hopkinsville uh-huh. and then uh just for fun the uh people threw in a picture of a brontosaurus into the book thinking like just to see what's gonna happen let's fuck with these idiots right exactly <laughs> and then the natives were like oh yeah it's mckelly yeah we know and they're that like guy. oh you what is that and they're like that's mckelly mbembe that's our boy mckelly yeah, he's He's back there. You don't, know McKelly? Don't go say hi to no, him. No, no, no. His river is fucked. Yeah. He's got that tooth. <laughs> yeah. The or tooth. horn. Or horn. We Either. Don't know. I don't know. <laughs> so it blew the, the, the explorers away because they were like, they did not expect that. But the right. natives all all agreed and would all say the same thing. Like, oh, yeah, that's, that's McKelly Mabembe. Hmm. And like some of them would say that's our spiritual god, and some would be like, no, no, that's he's here. He I lived, ate one I last ate one. week. I was shitting myself <laughs> for days. Yeah, there's no Pepto out here. There's not even toilet paper. No, so not good. Not good at all. So when I heard of that, I was like, oh fuck. Yeah, it has to be that's like a, a real thing. Substantiated. I and as a kid, I had no. That would about... hold up in court. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, yes, that would. it would. Um, because I knew about the discovery of the coelacanth as a kid. I was totally into that. The coelacanth was something that was in that book that I read in the library. Right. And I thought, okay, the coelacanth survived. The possum survived. The ce- Ideally, anything, Alligators, anything sea turtles. large anything large should not have survived the mass extinction. The only thing that really survived the mass extinction of the Cretaceous period were small animals, like little mammals and mice and stuff. Little birds, you know. Occasional aquatic. Yeah, just but not very large. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So ideally, it's in my mind it's feasible that McKelly could have lived. Yeah. Not not one McKelly, but like a whole species. You know, right. they would be mating. But I, I I kept thinking about well, you know, tectonic plates shift over time. There, you know, uh, climate changes. Africa has not been that way right. since a million years. But animals can migrate yeah. also over yeah. time to adjust. So I, as a kid, I was like, fuck, McKelly probably is living. Like in the Congo, yeah, it's not easy to get to. Um, so I thoroughly believed in the idea of a living brontosaurus type beast in the Congo. I mean, much like the X Files, you know, I want to believe. Sure, <laughs> um, I really do. But you know, I want to be as objective as possible. Yeah, and because that's a long stretch of time. It is. <clears throat> but before I get into that, even let- to nineteen. 19- 30, 19, 1938 for yeah. the coelacanth. Even to there, that's <clears throat> yeah. such a long time period. And again, it wasn't the coelacanth wasn't like a one in a million. It was just like off the coast of South Africa. Yeah, just hey, I'm just chilling here, guys. What's up? Right, you know, just secreting my yeah. mucus. Well, I mean, you're also near like Galapagos and Madagascar. These like places that are like untouched by time. Sure, but again, tectonic plates. Yeah, they, they shifted. Yeah. Uh, but before I get into some objectivity, I want to ask you. Because you are, you're my go-to guy when it comes to owls and trying yeah. to figure out what yeah. do you think, Mokele? Mokele Mumbembe. What do you think? I'm I mean, I want to say you. it's like a hippo. Okay. I don't think it would be an elephant. It seems like it'd be smaller in my brain, in my in my brain piece. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I would guess like a hippo. Do you think that there is actually something there, though, like a physical creature? Um... Or do you think that the, it's just a legend, a, a belief in a, a spiritual being? It seems being? like it's like a small area within the Congo that almost like you could write it off as as this this tribe or this community has been like, we just don't go there. Sure. So it could almost be like a like people have died out there. We we made up a thing to just ward off people. Don't go in that house, Yeah, kids. exactly. It's haunted. Don't go in that it's house. It's haunted out there. It's haunted, haunted. by a dinosaur. By a dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> um... <clears throat> 
or it could just i don't know maybe maybe some people died by hippo out there and they're like that's it's dangerous just don't go out there. okay I I uh I read some I articles. want it to be a dinosaur. I do too. Dinosaurs rule. Fuck yeah. <laughs> but it would be awesome. Um I did but some, like where are the pictures? That's I'll get into that. You so know. I did some research about all the various expeditions. Yeah. So to date, there have been about fifty documented expeditions to the Congo in search of Mukeli Mbembe. Yeah. That's a lot of expeditions that Just are documented. Just in search of yeah. <laughs> Specifically looking for this dinosaur. Not like, oh, we're going to go to the woods, maybe we'll find no. something. And of McKelly, there are specific lakes and rivers that he supposedly occupies. So yeah. they would trek out to these areas. Of all those expeditions, there has been no physical proof found. No pictures, no film. No footprints. To be fair, footprints supposedly have been found but remember, there are hippopotamus, there are elephants. Right. There's also Bigfoot footprints. Yeah, Bigfoot. You know, <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah. Uh, there was one foot. Which I footage. also wish was real, too. We could talk about Bigfoot later. We'll I'll... get into Bigfoot's like a, like, that's like a special episode yeah. for us. I'll, I'll argue, <laughs> that's for Sweeps Week. I'll, 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 I will argue against you on that one. That'll be fun. That'll be our go to debate. Mm, okay. Um, All right. Because I do believe in Bigfoot. Um, God, I wish it was real. I who knows. I know. But uh, to be fair, a Japanese expedition in the early 1900s, or early 1990s, not 1900s, oh, okay. 1990s, yeah. did obtain film footage, an aerial shot going over the lake that supposedly McKellie inhabited of something large swimming in the water, causing a V-shaped mm, okay. wake behind it. Yeah, yeah. But that's in that's. That's not substantial. Right, that could almost be a log. It could be a log. <laughs> it could be people in a canoe. Yeah. You know, it's to be fair, it's not, that can't be anything. Right. It should also be noted, and this was, uh, I found fascinating, most of the expeditions to find Makele Mbembe, whoop whoop, yep, nope. are from Christian creationists. Oh, yeah. They, yeah are, they really want us to be walking with dinosaurs. They are people who disbelieve in evolution so much that they feel that finding McKelly would be irrefutable proof that evolution is a lie. But to that I say, you Christian creationists out there listening to this podcast. They don't listen to this podcast. They don't, but I'm speaking <laughs> to them now. Yeah. You want irrefutable Go Just look at the opossum. It didn't evolve. Yeah. But they're fucking cute. They are, them. yeah. But also evolution did happen. It's it just certainly some, did. It happened and some animals don't have a need to evolve. The opossum, aside from its short lifespan, which is a tragic joke from Mother Nature, fuck you. Yeah. Uh, possums only live about a year and a half, sadly. They're the perfect little machines. But they produce. They produce a, a lot. lot. Yeah. yeah. But they are. there's no reason for them to evolve. Right. They are perfect at what they do. Same thing with alligators. Alligators don't yeah. need to evolve. Yeah. So, yeah, a lot of the uh, expeditions are by Christian creationists. They just, well, yeah, exactly. We should go to the Creation Museum in Kentucky. I want to go, actually. <laughs> I do. We should go. I really want to go. I just don't want to give them money. No, I don't either. I don't. What do we do to balance the scales? <sighs> Maybe we go there, but then we also take the same amount that the ticket is and give it to Planned Parenthood or something. Ooh, I would double that. Okay, cool. I'll fucking All right, double. Cool. I'll triple yeah, we should it. do I'll that. Give it to Planned we should Parenthood. Do I mean, I already do. Yeah, but we should do that. Exactly. All right, put that on a back burner. It's done. If we do a show in Kentucky, we're we're <laughs> gonna go to the Creation <laughs> Museum. because uh, then we'll be we're making gonna money. Go. We'll be making money on top. And of I want. I plan to get kicked out. Yeah, it's yeah. I want to get kicked out. So. Yeah, but I also want a T-shirt. Well, okay, I'll <laughs> you get know, kicked out I, I, after. Yeah, out. You know, yeah. Kicked out of the gift shop. 
I'll do, <laughs> do the gift shop, and then yeah. I'll go back into the exhibit and start pointing out all the factual in wrong, the wrong, 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 shame, yes. shame. That was a good shaming. And then they'll be like, uh, Epion Five, take your denim vest <laughs> and get the and get out. We get don't out. want we don't want your denim venom in here. Um, so. As much as I want to believe that McKelly was real, I'm going to concede and say he's not. Yeah. And here's why. Here's my reasoning that I have come mm-hmm. to after reading a few articles. I should have booked... I should have taken note who Is wrote the article. Is this whole show just about you losing faith? Yes. <laughs> yep. That's so sad. Yeah. I didn't want it to be this yeah. way. Hey, the bright side is uh, I'm going to make some great art because artists usually are faithless pieces of crap. That is true. So, And you're one of the best. <laughs> Thank you. At being faithless piece of crap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> Here's some, like, we're watching the giant Gila monster right now. Yeah. Okay? Classic black and white film. Uh, but this, this, the film that we're watching, the giant Gila monster, happened because of something. Oh, no shit. And that is, in the in the 1800s, is when we really started to discover fossils. Yeah. I mean, we discovered them before that long ago, but in the 1800s, things really started ramping up. We started identifying the fossils, putting them together, figuring out... Oh my God! This is this is a Tyrannosaurus. This is a Triceratops. Yeah, not just a bone, <laughs> but actually figuring out like how it fits. Right. So by the early 1900s, there was a dinosaur craze that swept the entire world because this was new to people. Right. Like they had never seen anything like this, and the craze was started because all those bones that we found in the 1800s, we now were displaying in the early 1900s in museums for the first time, so people could see these giant skeletons of living mon—well, not living, but figuratively speaking—once living monsters, once living <laughs> monsters. Yeah. And like, if you've never seen a dinosaur could skeleton, could you fucking imagine? What the first time seeing a yeah, dinosaur like in the skeleton? 1900s? Oh yeah, you go into music, you're like, like what the fuck is that? The, the <laughs> like the, the teeth of the Tyrannosaurus, insane. Yeah, so people were fascinated. It was it was a worldwide craze. Yeah, um, sweeping the nation. Yeah, and, and just to give you an example of how massive this craze was, if my memory serves me correct, and you could fact check me later, the very first animated cartoon yes was yeah. of a dinosaur you are correct it was a brontosaurus called gertie yeah with the g yeah it was just a, a line drawing black and white cartoon it's great and when they it's like sh- rotoscoped almost it, it's amazing looking and the fun thing when they showed it to the audience for the first time this was the first time people had seen a cartoon yeah they were blown away by it they didn't understand how it was made 1914 that's insane that that was earlier than i thought yeah. i thought maybe the 20s yeah. Um, Gertie, when they would play it, this cartoon, they would have a guy next to the screen who would tell Gertie what to do because he oh, knew he knew what was happening. Right, so he would right. say, "Oh, Gertie, show the audience how you can dance." And then the cartoon would do a little dance. Yeah. People were freaking the fuck out. Gertie, why don't you eat that tree? Look at Gertie go. <laughs> Gertie can really swallow that log, can't she? I mean, this is also like, fuck. When did like the the train coming into? into the station when did that occur i thought that was late 1880s or 1890s right which that footage has been cleaned up digitally so you can watch it and it's crystal clear now but this dinosaur craze was just nuts it was the entire world was obsessed with dinosaurs 
And, you know, and because of that, that's why we have the giant Gila monster that we have now, because that craze lasted a very long time. Arrival of the train at La Quiota, 1895. Okay. Which is like one of the earliest filmed yeah. shorts. Yeah. So that's kind of like a 20-year gap between... Mm-hmm. Yeah. But anyway, go on. So around that time, <clears throat> the early 1900s, I mentioned, this was the time to be Indiana Jones. Uh, we had explorers entering far-off distance distant and exotic lands we had the amazon in south america and then the congo in africa yeah but here's the problem these explorers were all white dudes yeah all right they were usually rich white dudes uh so they would enter these remote regions with preconceived notions of what life would be like within those regions based on the idea that oh we're going into a primitive land right so they would equate a colonialist mindset right yeah but they would they would equate primitive to being prehistoric yeah so they go into and see these pygmies and they listen to the stories being told africa at the time was referred to as the dark continent which in itself makes you think dark primordial primeval prehistoric uh so the description in itself makes it easy to set a person up to believe the local societies. Essentially, uh, what is it called? A, a tulpa, where you'd make something yeah. become a reality? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So these explorers suffering from dinosaur craze would hear these stories mm. and they themselves projected the idea that Mokeli right. is a brontosaurus. Remember that I mentioned Carl Hagenbeck? Yeah, can't forget that guy. He was the first guy <laughs> to write about Mokeli as... A brontosaurus. Oh, okay. Prior to that, there was no description of McKelly hmm. as a sauropod. He was the first to describe it in such a manner, most likely because he was suffering from dinosaur craze, went to Africa, and again, based on preconceived notions of primitive societies being prehistoric, got to be a dinosaur. So, do you think it caused like a like an Ouroboros? Like he he. He described what it was to the people in Africa, and the people in Africa perpetuated that description. I don't know. Um, that brings up another point that I was going to say. Or just there was like a language barrier. Well, I think, you know, this is something that I actually suffer from. Um, it's a problem that I have regarding primitive societies, which a lot of people don't think about. Um, when you think about primitive societies... Societies that existed a thousand years ago or two thousand years ago, yeah. we make the assumption that they were stupid, right? But right. that's not the case. No. If you actually look at like Egyptian society, the brains in our head are the same brains. Same. Yeah. Uh, last podcast on the left always talks about humanity does not change. Not really. It doesn't those no. the natives in the Congo are just as smart as anybody yeah. else? They just have you know we just have more history to look back on. True. Uh, books to read. The Egyptians, better mathematical skills than you and I, yeah. and they did not have calculators or computers. They built the pyramids. Well, they had a bunch of slaves. They did have with. slaves, too. But, <laughs> I mean, they figured out how to build it, you yeah. know? Yeah, yeah. And, like, we're still trying to figure out how they did that. I know. And yeah. so we resort to the idea that, oh, well, obviously they're too stupid to do this, so they yeah. must have relied upon aliens. Right, right. And that's... That Mine's is... not necessarily... What I said is not necessarily that, of more yeah. of just, like... He said this, and right. then it just kind of spread what, that way. What I was going to say, it could be that, or it could be that the natives, again, they're just as smart as anybody else. They may be like, these white guys are fucking morons. Let's just fucking just fuck with them. Let's fuck with them. Yeah. Or like, joke. but like, the whole brontosaurus picture book thing yeah. throws you through a loop. It does. That's why when I was a kid, I was like, God, Monkelly's got to be real. In conclusion. In conclusion. I don't think McKelly is real. Yeah. 
Well, I will say this. He's not a real living brontosaurus or a sauropod. I will say that, but Michele Mbembe is real. In, in our this, hearts. In this, well, yeah, in that. The Michele was the friends yeah, we made along the, the way. friends <laughs> we made along the way. <laughs> Uh, no, he's he's real in the in the sense that he is an actual belief that has been passed down mm-hmm. from one tribe to another. They do believe that he is a godlike creature. Some believe that it's physical. Some believe that it's spiritual. Yeah. So McKelly mm-hmm. is real, just not in the sense that it's a living dinosaur. Right. But that's okay though, because McKelly has contributed to pop culture in so many wonderful ways. Oh, so many wonderful ways. I found out some things that I didn't know. You mean like Baby? Baby. <laughs> That's the best one. But prior to Baby, apparently there's an opening chess move named after Michele Mbembe. No shit. Which blows my mind because when you th- when I think of chess, I think of nerdy dudes. But chess is for everybody. But I just I just can't I'm just trying to imagine a chess tournament where they're like and Bobby Fischer has decided, oh, Bobby Fischer has opened with the Michele Mbembe. Whoop, whoop. Why is the Michele Mbembe chess I move? don't know, but apparently it's an opening chess move. I'm going to read into this. You go on. <laughs> I'm going to have a sip of my coffee. Okay. Another fun Michele Mbembe contribution to pop culture. Uh, I don't know the uh, issue number, but there is an uh, issue, Punisher comic. Oh, where Punisher teams up with Wolverine and they hunt down poachers who are trying to poach Mukele Mbembe. No shit. Yeah. That's pretty great. So now I got to find that that issue and buy it for myself. But the most famous Mukele Mbembe contribution to pop culture society is, I believe, the 1985 film Baby Secret of the Lost Legend. Yeah. Starring William Cat, which you just talked about. Yeah. On Carrie. Yes. Uh, William Catt, also better known as the greatest American hero. Also from House. House, yes. Which he's great in. Also auditioned for the role of Luke Skywalker. Didn't get it. Kind of glad. I don't think I can get behind Luke with a perm. Um, But that's just me. Great head of hair. Yeah, he's got a good head. But yeah, 1985, a movie starring William Catt and Sean Young. Yeah. About uh, people who find... I've done this move, like, countless times. Okay. I don't know what it is. (laughs) Um, It's when you take your your knight. Okay. Right? That's the knight. Uh, You take that out in front of your pawn, and then you do another move with it to put it behind their pawn. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. I don't... Yeah. Yeah, I've done this move so many times. Okay. I just want to watch a chess match where I hear some announcer... Announce that over the microphone in that soft voice. I don't know why it's called the Kelly Mobimbe or whatever. Yeah. Anywho, it's it's baby. in chess, yeah. <laughs> baby, uh, yeah. have you ever seen it? No, no, but when I ran the video section at, at the bookstore, it, it comes in constantly. Oh, it's so, it's awful. It's, it's like, great. All, it's a dollar bin movie at yeah. this point. It came out in 85, and uh, it's about a couple of people who find a little baby brontosaurus in the yeah. forest. Is it like a Stan Winston thing? Who did I the effects don't on that? know who did the effects, but that's one thing I wanted to talk about is there was this was before CGI. Yeah. No CGI, all the effects are practical. So they built a full-size animatronic baby brontosaurus, which I believe also had a person inside it. And then in the movie, spoilers, they reunite the baby with its family of full-grown brontosauruses. Oh. So they built a full-size animatronic brontosaurus. Wow. It's a fun movie. <laughs> I mean, it's not good, but it's fun. But yeah, that movie w- never would have happened if not for the legend of Mokele Mbembe. Whoop, whoop. Yup, nope. Yup, nope. 
And also, McKelly has touched my heart. I hope he's touched yours, too. Me? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. And for those of you listening out there, I hope he's really touched your heart as well. Even if McKelly doesn't exist, he exists in our hearts and spirits and in our minds. So much so that I wrote a song about him. Mm. I brought my guitar. This, I'm, I'm going to sing a song for this you. This is happening right it's now? It's happening right now. All right. Actually, the funny thing is, is I, I, part of me, and you can put this in too, actually. There is a part of me, I'll stand over here while I'm doing this. Okay. There is a part of me that believes that maybe dinosaurs could have existed for a time after the Great Extinction. Yeah. Um, but then they just ran out of like, they either mating ran out partners. That, or, or it's quite possible that, I would like to think that maybe McKelly did exist, but not anymore. There's no way, thanks to the pollution, the climate change, uh, humans just invading the Congo in general. Yeah. It's long gone. Right. If it if it ever existed, it died out a while ago. The ecosystem has yeah. changed. This is a song I dedicate to the memory of Mokele Mumbembe. I want you to be real, buddy. Whoop, whoop. This goes out to you, buddy. Oh, yeah. You feeling that? Yeah. It's three chords, baby. Anything more is jazz. <laughs> Mkele Mbembe, the living dinosaur. Mkele Mbembe, he walks on all fours. Mkele Mbembe, he's not a tasty treat. Whatever you do, don't eat Mkele's meat. Cause you'll die! Motherfucker, you'll die! Motherfucker, you'll die! Motherfucker, you'll die! You are my one and only friend Yeah I believe in you To the very end I love you, McKelly <laughs> <laughs> How'd you like that one? Oh, God, I'm dying Is it good? I'm dying here Here's the best part I actually wrote, uh, like, a whole other verse And yeah. a breakdown yeah. So this is my plan I'm gonna record it and eventually, because I've wrote, written so many stupid songs for this podcast... I think we should release an album. We're going to put out an album. <laughs> yeah. No, we're going to put out an album, all yeah. the songs. And just, so there'll be a full, full version of Mokele Mbembe. You should do that. Sell yeah. that convention. Yeah. Burn actual CDs. Yeah. I mean, the Meatloaf song on there. Yeah. You know, think about it. Think about it! Uh, Mokele Mbembe. Yeah. Uh, the time I, I Kroger'd you. Yeah. You know about the Hopkinsville? It's on my fridge still. Oh, the lyrics are, <laughs> the lyrics are still um, there. You know, yeah, there's our sponsors, too. Don't forget our sponsors. Yeah. Hard on Jeans. Hard on Jeans. Yeah. Um, you know, so there's a lot. And I got more songs coming, so. Yeah, this is great. Yeah, there'll be a, there'll be a uh, M3 with E5 album. M3 with E5 e- MP3s. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> M3 E5 EP of MP3s. Yes. There you go. That's the title. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. That's the end of the episode. Uh, Brian, what mm. you got going on? Promote yourself, baby. Um, this comes out this Tuesday. This Tuesday. October, right? Yeah. yeah. So I got Skyline Drive-In, 7th and 8th. Nice. From Dust Till Dawn Horror Movies. Mm-hmm. Check check their website out for all the all the details, but it's only twenty five dollars for cool. for the whole the whole shebang. It's monster movies and vendors, yeah, yeah, and awesome con- concession food. Oh god, so good! It is so good. <laughs> yeah, 
What about uh, you? You got things going? I have nothing going on in my life. <laughs> no con. I got no cons uh, yeah, for the rest of the year. No. Hold um, on. Okay, because you usually no get on. You rag on year. me for tearing myself down a lot. You might. You got a sale coming in December, possibly. Maybe. Plant uh, well, the seeds well, of that. I, I might have a sale coming in December. I got to get through my current sale right now. But, you know, if anything, people, if you're listening, I hope you enjoyed the episode. Go support Brian at the Skyline Drive-In if you can, if you live in the area. Uh, so go follow Brian on Instagram, Aerosol Pro, and your podcast, Electric Monster Podcast. Whoop, whoop, talking about movies. You're doing Stephen King right now. We just finished Stephen King. And what's next month? Uh, Next month? Oh, wait, you already know. 70s, 80s, and 90s yeah, so horror. Next month is like... Yeah. Horror essentials for, for, for the spooky October. time. Yeah, cool. That's yeah. awesome. So you're kicking it off actually with Miguel Mumbe. Oh, Miguel Mumbe. Yeah. Living dinosaur. Well, not really, but possibly it could be. Who knows? Never give up hope. But I think still the one tooth and the horn. Really, I just don't know. He just looks stupid. I guess he does. Like, <laughs> like a big dumb idiot. Yeah. Editor's note: Michael wanted me to tell you that McKelly could have been a black rhinoceros. I don't know. Well, I yeah. still love him, no, no less. But thank you for joining M3 with you five people. If you have any questions, email, write us, whatever. I don't care. Send me a, a, a DM through Electric Monster Pod mm-hmm. yeah. on Instagram. I respond to all that shit. Yeah. Also, as long as nobody else dies or nobody gets COVID, yeah. I got uh, the next few episodes are going to also be fun. They're, yeah, they're, yeah we've, we've talked about it. Um, yeah, they're going to be real fun, Yeah, actually. I think they're, one is going to be a monster episode, and then the other is going to be a mayhem episode. Yeah. Yeah, technically. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. So, all right, thanks for joining me, and I will see you next time. Hit Shoot. him with the German. I will. I will. Oh, the German <laughs> from Von Stein? Yeah. I'm not going to say that name, because no, it is it's too rough. Hard. It's it a is lot rough. Of but, uh, tschüss, auf Wiedersehen, und bis später.